episode 125, Derek Reckley. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by, for example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake-up question to finish. To get all the updates and exclusive insider tips and resources of what's coming up and really be in touch with this show and make sure you don't miss a trick, head over to ayalpha.com and I'll give you all the resources through there. You sign up, sign up to me, and currently we're giving away my number one best-selling book, The New Rules of Success, completely free. Alpha, alpha, alpha. I love all, everything about it. I mean, anything <laughs> supporting men and what they do, I'm on board. Get to the podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Okay, good morning, everyone. We have an interesting one today. We have a really exciting one. We have Derek Reckley on the line, otherwise known as D-Bone, which we're going to dive into way more into that. He's fully into his man culture. Officially, he's an actor, but he's really an activist for men. And um, he gets up to all sorts. His day job, which pays the bills, is he does a lot of commercial work. But he's, as we're going to touch into, it was hard to put it into a box. So firstly, Derek, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yeah. <laughs> Quality. So we've, I mean, we've spent a little bit of time trying to work out an introduction for you. The hat is looking awesome, by the way. I love a woolly hat. I think I need that over here. But, thank you, um, thank you. How, would you like to just add or elaborate or highlight for anything for your introduction? Hmm. I'm a man among men, you know. I really want to, uh, I want to get that man culture back. You know, that 70s, 60s man who uh, has kind of disappeared in all the bullshit that's happened through the 80s and 90s. Um, I want to bring back the mustache. I want to bring back the chest hair, and I <laughs> that I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah. Hey Matt, I'm rolling with the mustache and a little beard, but if, if I have to say, people can't see this in the podcast, but you have got a fine beard. It's a very manly beard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've seen. I'm not saying you look like him, but I've seen the. I've seen, I'm sure I've seen a photo of you where you're done up like the guy out of um, The Hangover. It's, I think that's what gets me the most commercial work. Yeah, it does. I mean, I walk down the street and girls are like, Alan, I met a girl at a bar once a couple of years back. And she said, what are you doing here? I can't believe this. Oh my God. My fools will never understand. And I was like, you know, we got a, we got a movie premiere in India. I just, uh, I don't know. She fully thought I was going to start crying. It's incredible. Mm. So you are coming to us live from Los Angeles today, but where we want to really ask the origin question, where are you originally from? How did you get to basically doing work as the man from the hangover and all sorts and being an activist for men? Like what's the journey? How did it all come about? Well, I'm from Indiana mm -hmm. and we moved a lot. My dad was in the Marines um, and then he quit and wanted to uh, make the biggest used car dealership in the Midwest. Okay. So I grew up on a car lot with about 40 to 50 degenerate <laughs> men as uncles. And I got to experience a lot of heartbreak from these men because they, they don't make much money and they got to kind of be slimy to make ends meet. And 
I would see a lot of women leave these guys and they'd be heartbroken and their, they, their wives would take their children. You know, they'd move two hours away, but they had to work 60, 70 hours a week. And I just saw them kind of dissolve and not really enjoy their existence. And as I got older, I was trying to figure out ways of um, kind of healing that or figuring out a way to direct that in a different way. Mm. And as I got older, um, my dad started to become one of those guys. My mom moved away and I felt a lot of sympathy for him. So I moved into acting, making fun of the man culture at first. And it, it just started to blossom. There was a lot of people, a lot of men that were look longing for this comedic sensibility or the Charles Bronson's of the seventies and the, the Tom Selleck's and the, those, those older actors that yeah. don't really exist right now. So I was like, well, I'll just put my energy into that and see if good things come from it. And they have, they have. So did you, when you got into acting, did you move straight to uh, California or did acting come first then you came across? I mean, I went to Indiana university, um, a family friend, we didn't have much money. A family friend was like, we'll pay for your rent if, and I can get you into college. Um, I think you should go into the acting school. And I didn't know really what that was. I was kind of like, it just seemed like an excuse to party. So <laughs> and I ended up in a university show that uh, called Suburbia. And I met a couple actors that were wanting to move to LA. And I was like, let's keep the party going. So about eight years ago, me and four other guys moved to a three bedroom apartment on uh, close to like Crenshaw and Pico, which is close to South Central. Uh, not the best place you want to go <laughs> when you're naive, but, uh, you know, woke us up real quick. Quality. And uh, just to let everyone know as well, talking about man culture and manning up, you've, uh, well, the lifestyle's changed now because you've just got just over a one-year-old, haven't you? 14 months. Yeah. yeah. And you said, you mentioned, you mentioned your, your social life's taken a hit in the last year or so, but you're ready to come out. Yeah. And what's amazing is I've learned so much by becoming a father. It's just uh, concreted more of what my ideas were in the past. And as you know, it's brought in this dad side of it, uh, a uh, more compassion mm. that I can reach from the heart a little more than I used to. And that's, that's, that's all good. You know? Okay. So what, what would be an average, I mean, if this exists, cause it doesn't sound like it will, what would be an average day an average week for you? Like what, what do you get up to on a daily basis? Like we, t we talked about, I think you, you make a lot of most of your money through your sort of commercial work. Um, yeah. What do you so get up to? An average day right now is I'm working with the uh, rockschoolfund.org and it's bringing rock and roll to children. Okay. So we're doing their PSAs and this bit about the savior of rock and roll. Gene Simmons recently said that rock and roll was dead. I disagree. So we're going to do a series of videos with Carlo on saving rock and roll through this one guy. So that's going on. Um, I've created a pilot called Pwned, which is a uh, kind of like always sunny meets silicon valley but in the video game world okay 
and uh, that's going on. So I'm starting to create shows that are um, important to guys, things yeah. that are interesting to men and their culture and what they have to deal with just coming up in their twenties and, you know, wanting to date a girl, but also play video games. And the girl's like, I'm not going to be with you if you play video games. And that, that I went through that. And that's difficult because you don't want to give up something that you enjoy. So you can mm -hmm. be in a relationship with this girl and just those life lessons that can be difficult. Change the person you truly are. I mean, we had, um, oh, Anna Prosser Robinson on here. She's, um, she married a professional gamer. So she does all the sort of, she does all the interviews and stuff at all the sort of gaming events and all the big competitions. Um, and it was, it was a similar thing. She got into gaming just to sort of connect to her father and sort of her brothers. She had a lot of brothers and yeah. stuff. And in the end, um, she ended up marrying a professional gamer. So there are, there are like, if you stick to your guns and be authentic, there are yeah. women out there who, <laughs> that is a true love story. Right yeah. There. But it's, it's a rare find, I think, but <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to know, have you got a particular sort of alpha quote that you live by or just a quote that you like to live your, a manliness quote that you like to live your life by? There's many, yeah. um, but the one that sticks with me and has for many years is, yeah. <laughs> and it's really that attitude of let's go find awesome and be around it as much as possible. And when somebody asks you to do something and your response is Fuck yeah that means you're excited and you're you're in the you're in the groove you're, <laughs> you're you're living life to its fullest and i i've just always loved that <laughs> yeah. so that's hard to pin that one down to who said that one i think men everywhere for a long time they should yeah say. i mean there's so many my dad was a very masculine man he uh, gave me a few few quotes to live by one was fuck them all <laughs> there seems to be a theme here <laughs> yeah and uh, i don't know if it just fucking marines come go together or something <laughs> just fuck it fuck them all uh he he said wait till you're 30 to get married that was that was a good one yeah how old were you when you got married then 30 or i was 30 on the nose there you go so you mentioned obviously when you was growing up, seeing all the uh, sort of your dad and his his sort of his co-workers at the car lot, it was there really like an awakening type moment? It could have been after that when things started to go well, or like like you said, now you really since you become a father, you really sort of zoned in on what's important to you and the manliness. But is there any moments? There could be a series of moments where it's, it started all to click and feel right for you. Well, I I was always a, a very interesting. When I look back, I I, I had a unique. Uh, walk through life mm. uh, like I would go to class and I would drive a goped which was a you know had a motor on it and it was like a miniature scooter yeah. they were kind of badass and <laughs> I would drive those into class and I would I would carry it in and it would smell like gasoline and have sunglasses on and a leather jacket and I would just kind of sit in the back and it during this time I was like I was dealing with a lot of, I, I grew up in a, an abusive family so okay. I grew up when I finally had this alone time in college, I was doing a lot of introverted thinking, trying mm -hmm. to figure out where I was and where I was wanting to go. And all the meanwhile, I was, I looked really cool doing it because mm -hmm. I was trying to hide myself from the world and a lot of partying. 
And through that partying, I started getting the nickname D-Bone started to blossom. <laughs> and this wild man, John Bel or Belushi style uh, rock and roll persona started to blossom. And I would be walking to class and people would be like, D-Bone! <laughs> throughout the whole university. And then and at IU, you can choose your own thesis. So yeah. I wanted to move to LA and I wanted to cut college short because an actor had told us, you know, if you want to be an actor, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I, a thesis on karaoke. So at this point <laughs> in time, I did karaoke every single night. And I, cause in Studying Indiana, hard, yeah. there's no avenues for theater. There's, very little that uh, supports the arts. Yeah. It's just hillbillies and businessmen, mm -hmm. I guess. So karaoke's this only avenue where you could kind of let loose, like find if you're a rock star. And it was uh, this blossoming point, and I got a lot of attention for what I was doing and a lot of positive feedback. And they put me in the newspaper and a short film about me and did a play and it started to blossom. And that's when I was like, I got to take this to the limit. Yeah. And, take uh, it and run with it. Yeah. yeah. That's quality. That, that turned into the short film turned into doing another short film that ended up getting my manager out here. So this karaoke, there was this blend of rock and roll philosopher trying to figure out life all of that blended at this peak moment at my third year at IU mm. where everybody was supporting this like this d-bone persona it's this is our yoda question it could have been around that time before after who helped awaken your alpha and it could be a, a couple of key figures it's up to you my brother was really strong uh he's older uh he made sure that we were in a band um Throughout all the abuse, we were playing music, so there was a lot of healing through that. Uh, he was a he was a guiding force. Um, there was a fellow by the name Wyatt Smith. He was a farmer where I grew up, and his work ethic was just insane. He'd sleep four hours, go to the farm, and then do it all over again. For yeah. And then there was a philosopher friend of mine named Andy West that Carlo told you about. Oh yeah, no, we've got to get him on. Yeah. Yeah. He he introduced me to living in the moment. Hmm. You can't have five seconds ago. You can't have five seconds from now. You've got this moment right now and do everything with it that you can. And we did a short film on that, which later turned into um, the manager and then the commercial work. Um, and instead of, fuck yeah, that would be the, mo the quote I live by more than anything, live in the moment and give it everything that you got. Cool. Well, this is our yin yang round. I'm just going to give you a series of 50 50 options, and you're going to yeah. sort of go with your gut, and we'll see where it takes us. And uh, we'll start it off nice and easy, and yeah, just find out a bit more about you. Okay. okay. Dinner out or dinner in? Out. Night or day? Night. Snow ski or water ski? Mm -hmm. Snow ski. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Schwarzenegger. Bronson or Tom Selleck? 
both the things I wrote are about ones about Bronson, <laughs> ones about Scott. On today, then. Obviously, they're up there. I try and get one. Because I'm wearing the Hawaiian shirt, I'm going to go with Selleck. <laughs> hey, you can't argue with it. It's a great choice and a great shirt. I'm, I just I hope I put a little bit of a video, just to, or at least a photo, so people can appreciate this. <laughs> it's a good look. Right, we're going to move swiftly on to the complete blank around. So this way okay. you finish my sentence, complete the blank, and again, we'll just find out a little bit more about you. So your best friend would describe you as? A bad motherfucker. <laughs> Last time you were drunk was? And this could be interesting because you're a new dad, so this could be like, you have to think maybe. Two, two and a half. Two and a half. It was at my 30th birthday, and uh, I, yeah, I got, I fell down. <laughs> anything apart from it being your 30th from falling down anything anything uh special happened what was it was the 30th birthday like just a standard one or i had uh decided that i wanted to put d-bone on the shelf and become a father at that point and <laughs> so i had a 18 person dinner and i had all these people that saw me as d-bone and i had to like let them down smoothly <laughs> Saying that phone's not going to go out as much. I want to become a father now, and he will be back. It's like a farewell party. Yeah. You would have liked mine. I, I did a fancy dress '80s action movies. That was that was wow. the theme. I went uh, Schwarzenegger from Predator. That was the kind of look I went for. There was you, you know, know a lot of Top I, Gun one there. Of the first, one of the first things that I remember enjoying about being an actor creating characters was doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger and I would call uh radio stations and be like ah I need I need you to like play maybe some Ozzy Osbourne right now please <laughs> I can't take it and it was just so much fun when we would be bored we would just call and oh man and you got free reign feel free to you know bust into any Arnold Schwarzenegger and throughout the interview if you want that's actually beautiful right <laughs> If I was ever to visit your hometown in, in, was it Indiana was your hometown? I know that's where you went to uni, but. Yeah. So if I was ever to visit your hometown in Indiana, I should? Stay inside. Stay inside. <laughs> a lot of rednecks. We, my house <laughs> I grew up in had a tank pointing at it. No lie. The National Guard was a caddy corner and they put a tank and it was pointing right at our house. <laughs> I mean, it just, you didn't want to leave your house. So we just played music all the time and video games. <laughs> it was oh good. Goodness. You upset people by uh, my my language. Yeah. <laughs> potty I've got a, I got a, I got a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie is Return of the Living Dead, and it's not you know a critic's not going to say it's the greatest movie. It's just <laughs> the one that speaks to me. I think artistically. It's fantastic, and it's tongue-in-cheek about dealing with zombies. Yeah. The movie I watch when it's on anytime. <laughs> Quality. Okay. Is there a specific moment throughout your career? It could be any time. It doesn't have to be to do with your career where you really felt like you performed above what you, was ex what you expected of yourself at the time or it all just went really well, and you thought, yeah, this is all right. This was the right mo move to come to uh, California. When I decided to be an actor and I made the, the, the statement like where I was like, I am an actor. Everything after that has been incredible. I remember the day 
where I was like, all I have to say is I'm an actor. And then from there, it's what I do that uh, facilitates that or supports that. And that everything after that has been incredible. We're 11 years later and everything after that has just been a dream. Yeah, been- I think that it sounds simple, but that is a really important step apart from just telling yourself and then telling others. And like, it all starts to like, like you're on the path then because before then, if when you're not sure, you think you do a bit of this, bit of that, but when you actually, you know, put it out there, declare it, proclaim it, and yeah, you're heading Then you right have right. to show up. Okay, we're pretty much to the alpha round. This is where you're going to give us any tools, tricks, resources, advice on how to up our game. Would you like to start that off? If you've got any book recommendations that you've ever read or you think could be a useful one, any, any that spring to mind? I just started uh, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. Oh. Um, how how far into that one are you? I, I, it's a, it's a nearly a daily read because okay. there's all these, they, I'm an O positive yeah. and it breaks down what's highly positive, neutral and negative for your system. Uh, based on your blood type. And I started this maybe two months ago and I feel incredible. Sweet. Just like so you've been implementing that straight away. Straight away. A friend of mine uh, booked a movie and they needed him to get extremely healthy and yeah. tone his body in a specific way. And they sent him to a doctor to do this diet and she charged him like 900 bucks. And he got pissed off because he's like, there's a $2 book that has all the same information. And then he <laughs> gave me the book and I was... Do you know how that's by? That sounds like a really good recommendation. So. Um, got it right here. That's, that's in the pocket. That's, that's how current this one is. Good. D apostrophe A-D-A-M-O. Adamo. Or your type. Okay, cool. Do you have a, a particular, we might call it an, an alpha habit? What I do with my hair. Styling the beard or the mustache or whatever's going on with that. It's the grooming that uh, really gets me ready for the day. My wife is like, do you, why, what are you doing? Do you make that face every time you curl your mustache? I'm like, don't worry about it. Is, is there a particular resource that you use apart from like some kind of grooming material or or brush or shaver or something. Is there a resource that you use apart from the beard that helps you in your daily life that keeps you productive? Is there anything you could recommend? Tequila. Uh, (laughs) What's some of the best advice you've ever received? You mentioned about your dad, uh, don't get married before you're 30 or till you're 30. Is there there any other, other advice? It could be specifically to do with, since you've obviously since you've the last 11 years since you've been an actor or when you came over to Los Angeles, it's completely up to you. I think be yourself has always been the most supportive advice for me. That Therein lies confidence. Mm. When somebody's like, be yourself, like that's the shit. I like you, just be yourself. It, it relaxes me and I, can, I feel confident and I can say anything, I can do anything, I can speak my mind and that's straight from the heart and that's when people connect with me the most or my work yeah is there any p- advice you want to share on whether it's um if someone wants to get into acting or they want to go down that route or just in general whatever they're doing is there any advice you can give to men out there that how to up their game or just how to find the path is there anything that springs to mind 
I mean, I've, I've, I've helped a lot of actors. I've had a lot of yeah. friends move here and um, Carlo, for example, like didn't know English, but I saw in him, he was the shit. Like <laughs> if he just stayed in LA, he was going to marry a millionaire. He was going to make the best of friends. He was going to have the coolest car, the coolest house and everything around his life would be incredible. And all he needed to do was be himself. Yeah. If he was ever nervous or afraid that just go be, go be Carlo. You'll have no problems. Um, and if you be yourself and you're an actor, the jobs will come. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of that you can't, you can't, can't try and please everyone. Can you? Okay. This is our wake up question. If you woke up tomorrow and you still knew everything we just talked about, but you're at square, square one, you know, you don't have any real contacts apart from your close friends and family. Um, and you had a clean slate, you know, you're not an actor, you're starting from scratch. What would you do in that first day, that first week? Is there anything that would spring to mind? What would be a priority for you? You could go in any direction from this point. Uh, I mean, I started at bare minimum. I had an air mattress and the clothes on my back. Yeah. I was 750 bucks when I started. And I loved that time of my life. I would, I would, I would do what I probably did then. I would go out and party <laughs> because in LA, that's how you succeed. That's part of the business. And so we would go out three to four times a week and just rock and see who we'd meet, see where the night would take us. Sometimes we'd end up in a hotel room with random people. And sometimes, you know, you just crash back at home and you're, you're lonely and uh, you miss your family. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like you said, you've got to get out there. Like you, you don't know who you're going to meet. You're not going to. I would just go rock. Yeah, you're not going to get opportunities from just lying on your little mattress. <laughs> right. No, perfect. The day I moved to LA, I was like, "Oh fuck, we're in Los Angeles. We're going to turn this motherfucker upside down." Like <laughs> we just went nuts, and that's what I, I, I would like to do a clean slate again. That'd be fun. <laughs> cool who do you think i should interview next or very soon we usually look at a couple of uh, recommendations that you think would be good for the awaken your alpha show first person is andy that's our like our tripod me carlo and andy yeah he's, he's i gotta complete the tripod it's gonna fall uh, over uh i i'll i'll tell him how great of an interviewer you were um cheers uh right now i love uh the band eagles of death metal i love uh dave grohl I love, uh, there's a band called King Tough that's blossoming in the rock and roll world that I really like. I'd like to get to know them a bit better. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we haven't had any rock and roll at all, really. So, yeah, it's something. It's disappearing. <laughs> Nobody's there. Now get out. We've got to find these guys. Yeah. There's a guy named Mike Hobart. Mike Hobart. He is writing, I think Carlo had talked about him too. We'd done the Revenger movie. Oh, he mentioned this. Yeah. I want to part not. like just someone to random guy who dies or something like that. Yeah. I, I've already mentioned that. <laughs> someone to get beat up or something. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of deaths in that film. He's an incredible, he's got an incredible wit and uh, 
interesting life and uh very funny awesome absolutely awesome okay what's the one question you thought i was going to ask or you'd wished i'd asked and i've kind of missed it is there anything that springs to mind or anything you'd like to share get off your chest <laughs> how big is your dick no uh, um i think you nailed it man i think the alpha you've got it down i mean you this is number 123 uh, it's gonna be about like 125 <laughs> wow. the train has left the station it keeps moving I, the dick question I, I always miss that one so there we go <laughs> how many girls have you fucked <laughs> Yeah, let's get, let's get right into the nitty gritty. The sort of stuff that people don't ask. <laughs> That's what's missing from interviews. Just... <laughs> oh, man. Right. What is the best way people can follow you, get in touch? If they want to find out more about D-Bone or keep an eye on what, what you've got coming up, is there any way they can get in touch or contact you? My Instagram is MFN D-Bone. Motherfucking D-Bone. And that's my Twitter handle, I believe. Okay. What does the future hold for you? Yeah, I want to create my own stuff. And I want to give a, uh, an environment for men to be able to express themselves in a safe way. It's been an absolute pleasure today. Um, we are done, man. It's, thank you so much for taking this. is a weekend interview as well. So like we've both taken time out of our weekend, but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. So yeah, 100%, man. I love it. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. To get all the updates and exclusive insider tips and resources of what's coming up and really be in touch with this show and make sure you don't miss a trick, head over to ayalpha.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha, and Instagram at Awaken Your Alpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash Awaken Your Alpha. I look forward to sharing this journey with you. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.